welcome back to my podcast, Bethany Says, Beauty, Style, and You. Today we're going to discuss the style lessons from The Wizard of Oz, something you probably would not expect. I recently showed the film to my eight-year-old twins and they loved it. They weren't scared of the witch or the flying monkeys as I would have been at their age. And I've found the style lessons within the movie as I've been reflecting on it. Let's discuss. Far be it for me to say the producer and the director of The Wizard of Oz had plans to teach us about image through this movie, but they did. We should probably thank the costume designer who no doubt understood all the messages they were creating. Let's start with the Wicked Witch of the West. What does she wear? Well, black, of course. We've seen villains in black throughout film history. Why? Well, that's the message of black. Black, as you know, is dark. You can't see in the blackest of nights, for instance. Therefore, black is mysterious and a bit frightening. Put mystery and fear together, and you have a persona that is powerful, but in a shady sort of way. My bottom line, be careful when and where you wear black. To create a powerful look in a boardroom or a courtroom, for instance, a black suit with a white shirt is great. But I wouldn't wear this combination if I were wanting to connect with others, like if I'm presenting or attending an event. That sort of combo keeps others at arm's length. On top of her black hat and cloak, the witch's face is green. Green is associated with good things like growth, but you've heard the phrase green with envy. And green is sometimes associated with greed as well. The witch covets what she can't have, the ruby slippers. She will stop at nothing to have them, not even murder. Now, I'm not saying to not wear green. However, since green is a nature-based color, I suggest pairing it with other nature-based colors like earth tones, gold, other greens, and blues. Green and black is less harmonious. What about Glinda the Good Witch? She's wearing pink, which represents caring, compassion, and love. Pink stands for unconditional love and understanding. It's associated with giving and receiving care. When Dorothy finds herself in a new place, the polar opposite of where she came from, Glinda is there to care for her. I always remember feeling calm when I saw the Good Witch coming in her pink bubble. I knew for those moments we were safe from harm. If you think you can't wear pink, remember there are endless variations of it. You can find a shade that works for you. Those with darker hair and more saturation in their natural coloring can wear the bright pinks that are so popular right now. Those of us with green in our coloring, which is my eye color, but with lighter skin and hair look good in pinks with purple in them. Purple and green are complements on the color wheel. Complements, as the name suggests, 
works, they work well together. Let's move on to Dorothy. She's wearing a white cotton top with little touches of blue and a blue and white gingham jumper dress. White is associated with innocence and purity. A perfect color for a sweet farm girl from Kansas. Many people think they can't wear white. Not true. Use the whites of your eyes as your guide for choosing your best white. The other color in Dorothy's outfit, blue, is a calming color. Viewing the color blue lowers blood pressure. I guess she wasn't wearing enough blue to calm that wicked witch. Other messages of blue are loyalty, strength, wisdom, and trust. When I think of Dorothy, I think of a girl who was both loyal and very trusting. She didn't know anyone in Oz, but she trusted their guidance and friendship. Blue is a great color to wear in business. A navy suit with a blue dress shirt creates an image message that you can be trusted. Many uniforms are blue for this reason. Blue is the predominant color in my wardrobe. I think this is partly because blue is easy to find in the stores, but it's also quite possible I simply like how blue calms me and those around me. I like to put others at ease and create rapport. Blue is a great color to accomplish that. Lastly, can we talk about those ruby slippers? I mean, come on. I know I wasn't the only one who wanted those shoes. Judy Garland wore four different pairs of those shoes in the film. As it turns out, they were hand-sewn sequins on the shoes. The value today of one of those pairs is estimated at $1 million. The color red represents energy, lust, passion, and desire. It also symbolizes action, confidence, and courage. When Dorothy is thrust into this new world, she is gifted with the ruby slippers by Glinda the Good Witch. While I don't immediately associate Dorothy with courage and confidence, she grows in these attributes throughout the film. Sometimes in fearful moments, we just have to take the next step, which leads to the next, exactly like Dorothy. Those red ruby slippers put a spring in her step and gave her the confidence she needed to move forward. My advice when it comes to red is a little bit goes a long way, just like with Dorothy's outfit. Red is an arresting color. Eyes will be drawn to you. Stop signs are red for this reason. If you're not comfortable with attention, bright red may not be for you. But as we enter the holiday season, we begin to see more and more red attire. I love wearing a bright red lip and red nails. Just that small touch of glamour is often enough. Richer, darker reds are easier on the eyes when it comes to attire, which is why I gravitate to those colors for clothing. Do you ever wonder why politicians wear red neckties? It's to show power. There was great power in those ruby slippers. They sent Dorothy home, after all. Was anyone else a bit peeved with the good witch when she told Dorothy the shoes had the power to send her home all along? <laughs> I was like, lady, Dorothy almost died. Couldn't you have told her sooner? 
Glenda knew Dorothy would find strength and come into her own power in those shoes. Besides, it would have been a very short film if she'd told her at the beginning. I think this is my final takeaway from the film. To become the best version of ourselves, we must endure hardships and find friendships that feed us. As we enter the final weeks of this year, reflect on how you've grown and what you've learned this year. Consider your friendships as well. Are they healthy? Are there any that no longer lift you? It's okay to let go of friendships that don't support you any longer. Be proud of yourself and step into 2020 with every confidence you have what it takes to conquer everything the year places at your feet. Thank you for helping me make this a wonderful year of reemergence with my business. I've loved speaking to you through this medium, and I look forward to continuing it into next year. Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, will you subscribe to it and share it with a friend? And if you'd give me a review, that would be amazing. Let me know when you do, and I'll discount your next service. Have a wonderful, blessed Thanksgiving, and I'll speak to you again real soon.